Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to Getting It Out Podcast. You might recognize that band. It's Getting It Out Podcast friends, Kirby Kiss, and the song Move. It's off of the Autonomy Now benefit for the Bridget Alliance compilation, which you can buy on Bandcamp, released by Sex and Glue Zine. Go check it out. Also on that comp, Psy Warfare, which is Dwid from Integrity. Soul Charge, The Path from, I think, Vermont. Scavengers, Hexworker, Montclair, Passion Play, which is an awesome band from New England. There's Lesser Minds doing a minor threat cover. Intercourse, which is a, a great band from also the New England area. There's Twin Pigs, Satellite Twin, and Wow, Okay, Cool. There is so much more than those that I just mentioned, but you should go check it out for yourself. Go to Kirby Kiss, that's K-I-R-K-B-Y-K-I-S-S dot bandcamp dot com slash album slash move. You can pick it up there. There's probably other places you can pick it up, but you should pick it up there. You can also buy that single track move you just heard from Kirby Kiss for $1 if you so choose. But I highly encourage you to go check them out. If you want to get more Kirby Kiss, I also 
think you should buy their latest seven inch Ouroboros or check out their excellent 2022 full length. It's going to cost you all that stuff is available on council records, which are great. You should check them out. And while you're buying stuff from council, you should buy the wrong war LP and the latest hourglass album. All great stuff. You need to go do all this right now. Okay. There's no need to wait. There's no time to consider what your bank account looks like. Just go spend your money. It's okay. It's February and you're going to have a good month. It's a short one. So that means there's less chance for things to go wrong. Right? Let's move on. On this episode of the podcast, I've got an interview with Dylan and Delavan of Arizona-based hardcore band Pig City. We cover lots of topics and you're going to hear all about that, of course. But first, Hot Zone. Check it! What's new with me? What's new with you? Okay. How about you answer that question first? But I'll tell you what's new with me. Bought a new car over the weekend, a new car, a new, new car, which I've never done before in my life. My wife and I decided it was time to get a new car. We got a 16 year old now as of this weekend as well. Not new. We knew she was going to turn 16. We had her before and now she's 16. She had a birthday. Okay. Do you understand? You following along? All right, good. Anyway, we thought, well, she can take my old car and I'll get a new one. And uh, never had, again, never had a new, new car. And now we do. And uh, things have changed. I gave out so many middle fingers yesterday, at least three. I don't know where it comes from. It's just a little bit of a superiority, I guess. It's a new car. Not that I'm worried about the car. I just, I don't, I'm never worried about the car. However new or old the car is, I'm not worried about it. Hit it, whatever. I don't care. Um, Things it'll work out. There's insurances and all as long as we're not going, you know, if you get in a car accident, like going 70 miles per hour, the uh, the survival rate drops below 50 percent, I believe, is the statistic, or at least that's the one I've I somewhat heard at some point, And now it's one I believe. So I'm sharing that with you. So you should believe it, too. I don't like those odds. So if we're going fast, I don't want that. I don't want that smoke, as they say. But I do want to get into every confrontation possible uh, driving my car while you're driving yours. And I don't have my kids in the car. If I'm alone in the car, it's on. Let's do it. Uh, we can. I'll, I'll, I'll middle finger you all day long. Just don't do the brake check stuff. That's for wimps. All right. Let's follow each other to a location and have a fist fight. OK, we can do that. But don't brake check. Let's give each other fingers. Yell. Call each other assholes. Everybody's so brave in their cars. It's really funny. It's very funny. And listen, if you pull up on me and you flash high beams at me, I'm not moving. Foot is coming off of the gas and I will go 30 on the highway. I do not give a fuck about you and your rush. I better see a pregnant woman in the front seat or the back seat and you need to get her to the hospital. You better have a shotgun wound victim if you think I'm getting out of your way. And you better somehow indicate that to me from behind. I'd suggest using your lights, but I also am going to tell you right now, it's not going to work. That person may die. You might give birth in your car. I'm not getting out of the way. No matter what, under any situation, I will not move for you. Uh... I am being a little dramatic, but I'm also being honest. Okay. It's a war out there and uh, I go 70. Sometimes I go 80 and I do it all in the left lane. I'm lying. I'm just trying to piss you people off now, but 
I do have this new car and I am giving out middle fingers. So if I happen to see you uh, and you see me driving, you're like, hey, there's Dan. And uh, you see me give you the finger. Just don't feel special. OK, that's for everybody now. I'm just living up here and my little air of superiority passing out middle fingers. You're next, motherfucker. Anyway, on this episode of the podcast, I've got an interview with Dylan and Delavan of Pig City. I already told you that if you listen to the intro, but I'm telling you that again now. Are you familiar with Pig City? They got on my radar when they released the split with ACDC. And I think I think if, if you listen to this podcast, you know that that's not the Australian ACDC. You know that that's Antichrist Demon Corps out of California. I've had Sergio, their singer, on the podcast in the past. And I believe that's how... I came around to Pig City. Pig City also has a record called Terminal Decline on To Live a Lie Records. And as you'll find out, maybe another one on the way. But you're going to listen to this episode and you're going to hear our conversation and you're going to figure out what the fuck you want to classify them as genre wise. But like them and I, I'm going to call them a hardcore band. And here's exhibit number A. This one is fire to the cops from their split with ACDC. Pig City got on my radar. I know it was in the last couple of years, uh, but when does Pig City begin? What's the? How do you guys form this band, and why did you form this band? Oh man, I thought you know what? I actually was thinking about that on my way home from work today, and uh, I think why well, it was like probably 2014. I uh, long story short, I just like texted Delavan out of the blue because I was like moving from Flagstaff to Phoenix, basically. That's a two hour, two hour uh, driving distance just for for context. And I was like, hey, I'm going to move to Phoenix and I don't know how long I'm going to live in Phoenix for, but we should do a band. And um, I think we sent each other like two or three things that we were going to go off of. One of the bands was actually that band Baptists, which is like a really good Southern Lord yeah. band. And then uh, which uh, we were like, oh, let's just like do something like just like this. And it ended up mutating and mutating until it got to what we are. Um, Del, I'll let you add anything that you want to add there as well. 
Um, I always say that uh, Pig City started at an I Hate God show in a coffee shop um, because oh, it sort of did. That was uh, Dylan and I had known each other from when I briefly went to college. Um, and then we had, I had known he was moving back, but we hadn't seen each other until, uh, we had gone, we had both gone to an I Hate God show in a coffee shop in, uh, in Tempe. Um, and we were like, oh, well, I guess we're both here and we're not doing anything. So we might as well, uh, do a band. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I was like not drinking, you know, I just had like a lot of free time. Uh, cause I, you know, all of a sudden lots of time freed up for me, uh, <laughs> with that. So then we saw, you know, uh, four adult men cram too many calves into too small of a space. And we were like, we want to do that. We want to just keep doing that forever. Um, and here we are. Um, we don't have as many cabs as we used to, but that's okay. <laughs> um, it's a lot to drive with. Yeah. Well, that's interesting the way you say it starts because it, I don't think it sounds like what you said it started like, which is which you, which you mentioned. Um, right. but, but, uh, especially, and, and of course I know Baptist Baptist that, uh, that bushcraft record. I, I really like that they did. Um, just as a, just so you know, I know what you're talking about. I know where you're starting. What the mind frame was, and of yeah, course, yeah. of course, love. I hate God. I feel like that's one of the bands I've, when I actually think about it, I've seen so many times that they feel like when I lived in Baltimore, they used to play there all the time. But anyway, I digress. Just speaking of um, influences and reasons and all that shit, and real basic for both of you because I always find it interesting. What was what were the bands for each of you that got you interested in more extreme or underground music? Um, I feel like it has been a huge part of of my life. I grew up in Southern California in like Riverside area, and it was just always there. You know, I I got a Bad Brains CD when I was in second grade, and the I had just kind of been chasing that high ever since. And so like, you know, you do, you do enough, but you do bands and bands. And I was going to see, um, I'll make this as short as I can. I was just going to see like all of this, like eighties, hardcore, like all the touring eighties, hardcore bands or like street punk bands at the showcase theater, which was in Corona, which was like the main Southern California tour stop for a long time for like every tour package in like the two thousands, like showcase theater chain reaction, or if you were like hella small, the SOS booking guys would put you in like, pharaoh's den in riverside or like um something along those lines um well all that is to say like i just like couldn't quite figure out like why there was like just a circle pit at like some of these like street punk shows or like why i'm like i kept looking for like the next level up i was like next level up and then finally you know um i think once uh i was fortunate enough to to go to school with with uh, uh, someone who was like a gatekeeper is what they would call them now, but like in a really healthy way. And he was just like, you heard of this band called Trash Talk? And like, I have, again, truly been chasing that high ever since. And uh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's, I mean, that's the gateway to everything is the Trash Talk and Ceremony era of California. I will probably get booed for this is uh, ACDC. My dad showed me ACDC when I was like fucking a little, little kid. My dad loved ACDC. And I was like, this shit 
is fucking sick. These fools rock so hard. And I was like, what else rocks? And then it was like Motorhead. And I was like, this shit rocks. And then I kind of went down that path uh, for a while into like, you know, uh, whatever, like hard rock rock and roll shit like an an eight-year-old has access to and then sure um and then i found more and then i just kind of wanted to keep hearing crazier and crazier things i think i was like 12 um and i got super into like 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 the blood brothers and then that started like a whole scrams and like like the locust and like three one G shit and like yeah. um probably those are probably my biggest influences I can think of as like a little kid, but I always the I always say it started with ACDC and then like uh and obviously I did like Ramones, Sex Pistols, stuff like that, because I had heard because I was super into Green Day. Um, you know, just like little kid shit. Um and then it like got as like craving for as like he- either as like heavy and loud or as like extreme and weird as I could very quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's kind of a the pattern you'll see is like the real freaks find freak shit pretty quick. <laughs> um, and that's it. We love it. Good, good. Well, see, I, and I, you know, I hate asking that question. I do. Like, I hate asking the whole like or, origin story stuff, but I feel like sometimes you find little, little nuggets in there that are important. And, uh, like, cause I, I've, I've had to do these interviews. I said on the other side of these before, and I don't like going through my whole, oh, how did I get into it too? But I do, but I do think it's cool as hell, like, and how we can all get into it through a band like ACDC, because that's totally, I remember making my mom on, on a cassette play, uh, shook me all night long over and over, like just thinking it was like, <laughs> thinking it was like hard, like badass, like, you know, like, yeah, like extreme yeah. shit. Like I thought it was, I thought it was like, you know, off the radar stuff, not realizing it was already at that point, like a, you know, <laughs> multi-platinum record, but, uh, but it's cool. What gets us, uh, into what we end up, you know, it's cool how we, how we find the entry point. Um, I also like that you brought up Dylan bands, like trash talk and ceremony. Cause I, that was like a, that was like a moment, even over here on the East coast. Yep. Um, fuck. I remember, I remember going to see trash talk and, and ceremony, but really trash talk. And I, I remember real early on not liking going to see trash talk. Cause Lee would always throw that microphone at people. <laughs> and I, if I got hit with that microphone, I was going to fight him about it. <laughs> and, yeah. and I like, I, but I remember liking the band, but not wanting to have to get into this thing. And like, you know, but it was still, it was a cool, uh, it was like a way more extreme version of the hardcore that was popular at the time. And I think, I think that, I think they specifically them in ceremony brought that faster, raw style hardcore that more, more in the style that you guys play to a lot of people at that time. I don't think a lot of people were doing it. So I like all the yeah. things that you guys mentioned. Yeah, yeah. no, I, I think that like, you know, like I, and I've heard, I've heard you and some other folks have this exact conversation. The the one I think of is when you had uh, justice from TUI on too, is like, you know, TUI was like a response to like 
all kind of the like the modern life is wars of the hardcore scene and like i felt like that that's like a weird tipping point where we're at now is you know people are are kind of making like these more kind of like lighthearted bands if you want to call them that that in my opinion yeah. a lot of them aren't hardcore and so like when uh you know a, a thing that you know I, people have called pig city crust we have been called converge crust we've been called like <laughs> power violence we've been called all kinds of things and you know, I just tell people like, oh, I, I just play in a hardcore band, you know, again, because like it's, you know, f I think for me, like not to get kind of like uh, get too into my own Kool-Aid here, but like, you know, the, the band sound is a direct reaction to the like, hey, like we're all just like a bunch of skater kids in baggy pants having a having a great time up here doing turning point worship. And I think that shit sucks. And that's why we <laughs> that's why we do this. <laughs> what was that? Was that encouraged or influenced at all by what was happening locally in the Phoenix area at the time you guys started Pig City? What like what what was what is tell me about the Phoenix scene? Because here's what I know about Phoenix. In the early 90s, I love the Suns. That's it. I don't, okay. know, I don't know anything else. I was a Charles Barkley guy, and that was all. That's, that's all I cared about. But I don't know anything about Phoenix, so the, the music scene, anything. But tell me about the underground music scene in Phoenix. I'll just say this much. and like I'm not from Phoenix. It feels inappropriate for me to talk about it too much, but Phoenix likes that hard shit. When I first moved to Arizona, like I couldn't believe how hard people were down to like just swing. Like It's a... <laughs> Yeah, uh, I think that the the kids that have been they're kids. I think that they're all they're all in their thirties now. I think everyone that's been going to shows there for a really long time. Um, obviously, everyone is susceptible to certain trends that come and go within hardcore and within the punk world and all that. But um, I would say at scale one, super healthy ecosystem, and I don't actually see at least in the bands that are that are good and routine and like, and like actually build themselves to last. What I mean by that is we're going to tour, we're going to do records. Like we're going to like, you know, try and make friends. Like we're going to have fun bands that out there that are built to last. Don't appear to take to, to chase too many trends. There's like a set, like it's hot here. This shit's going to be heavy. Like that's the theme that I've picked up on a lot over the years. And um, that's all I feel comfortable really saying is because again, I'm not, I'm not from there. <laughs> that's fair. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, again, Phoenix is uh, Phoenix is freak shit. Like these fucking, it's it's nearly uninhabitable. Like will soon be entirely uninhabitable. Everyone who lives here is a fucking psychopath. Everybody has a gun. Um, it's a hundred and twenty degrees. Like if you're not like. I always talk about, I think the more fucked up a place is, the better the music that comes out of it. I think that's like my, uh, that's my thesis on extreme music. Um, and like the worse, the worse the city is, the cooler bands come out of it. Um, Phoenix just doesn't always get the same spotlight because it's not, uh, in California or on the East coast. So it's not like an easy enough, like it's not always like an easy tour destination right. uh so you don't hear of a lot of bands that come out of it but again i think most of the bands that have come out of it um that you really hear a lot about um don't don't tend to be yeah don't tend to be super trendy um you know i feel like i'll hear the same band come out of boston five times 
or mm-hmm. the same band come out of LA five times or the same band come out of New York five times. And it doesn't work here mostly because, uh, partially because of like small pool system, you know, where like if two bands sound exactly the same, like nobody really cares. Uh, right. it doesn't really like do anybody any good. Plus there's like fucking 30 people total in all the bands. And so nobody wants to be in the same band twice. So it's a lot easier just to like do something different. Um, and yeah, it comes in waves. I think, uh, I feel like early 2010s was a really good, really good moment for Phoenix. And then, you know, it kind of, it, it goes up and down. And I think we're on a, on a definite upswing right now. Um, a lot of very sick bands are coming out of here. Uh, a lot of very cool shows like shows have been going absolutely nuts here um like a lot a lot of kids getting into stuff for the first time i think i think you have the combination like pandemic like yeah like kids kids who never like didn't grow up in punk and hardcore because they spent the last three years inside or like getting exposed to this kind of stuff all at once and it's like making it making everything explode. I, I'm sure that's happening in every city mm-hmm. in the country right now. Um, and it's fucking sick. Um, and those kids are nuts. Like, I mean, I feel like we were nuts, but those kids are fucking crazy. Um, <laughs> it's sick to see. It's sick to see these. They're lighting themselves on fire and shit. It's tight. <laughs> it's fucking cool. <laughs> That is funny, and I think I think you're. I mean, you're you're right. It does seem like there are a a what we'll call a generation because the generations are so small in uh, in punk hardcore, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but like, I can't I can't imagine coming into it now, right? And not, and not to be like, well, when I came into it, it was better. It just it's so it's so different now. Like the whole the whole spectrum, the umbrella of whatever you want to call punk rock hardcore whatever it's just so different and so much more broad and i think that's cool i think a lot of old people don't think it's cool but uh they they can fucking leave who cares you know <laughs> you know but i do I, I i found it interesting that you say there's not really a regional a regional sound for the area because like like over here um on the east coast like you mentioned there's all these there's all these pockets like uh, a New York hardcore band is going to sound like a New York hardcore band and, uh, you know, a band from Baltimore will have a, there's usually something similar. Los Angeles is going to sound like an LA band, blah, 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 you know, but I think that's cool that you guys don't have a, uh, a defined Phoenix sound. And I think that like when I, when I think of pig city, I don't know where I put it. What do you, I know genre tags are bullshit and nobody cares, but, you mentioned Dylan that you consider it just to be a hardcore band, but where do most people seem to classify you guys? You get so this is also, and again, I'm actually really grateful for this. We have played with everybody from like Marauder to Infest to like Ingrown. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another like bizarre one we've played with over these. Just we have we get thrown on when we were just a, when we were like just a local band and didn't really like didn't have the wheels going yet to like tour or anything. We got put on with everything. And I think it was because there was like no set classification. Um, But lately we have been starting to slowly get grouped into like any show that's got 
like anything that would have like the power violence tag or like a DB mm-hmm. tag or um, something to that effect. We've seemed to kind of naturally drifted that way. Um, sonically, we certainly fit. And like, yeah, I, we just r- ripped a show with physique in LA. That was fucking awesome. And yeah. Um, and if somebody asked us to like come, you know, open for like Madball or whatever, we wouldn't hesitate. So it's like, um, yeah. we get we've gotten thrown. I don't know, Dell, if you have a, an opinion on this, we've really gotten thrown on all kinds of shit. And sometimes we're like, oh, okay, I don't know, that one doesn't make sense. But then other times, we're like, oh yeah, that's a perfect show for us. Um, yeah, which is why I just always say like, oh, we're just a hardcore band. You know, don't don't overthink yeah, it. You yeah. know, if you need a if you need someone to play, like we can do it. Yeah, I guess I always call it like power violence with a question mark um, yeah. or uh, or, you know, I'll say hardcore or even just like it's a punk band, like whatever, depending on how vague I'm trying to get. Um, I don't really consider it a crust band, but I also get it when people say that. I'm like, well, OK, I could hear it. And I only because of uh, how many like older crust bands do kind of have like those db parts and then blasty parts and yeah longer songs like i guess our songs aren't all that long but yeah i don't know it seems it i every time someone every time i try to answer this question too i just get tired like 30 (laughs) seconds i'm like i don't it it doesn't matter 20 that's the yeah it's not important there's like 30 minutes of recorded music total you could listen to all of it like in less amount of time than listening to this podcast and you can decide if you are a listener (laughs) that's true i've been through you guys discography like 50 times over the last week just you know making sure i I was up on it um excellent the, the, the reason the reason i ask a question like that is because there are certain scenes, certain pockets of like the that that have like the the gatekeeping shit. And I know like with the with the crusty with the DB type of stuff, if you're not what what is considered whatever, I don't know what the fuck how they fucking classify which ones actually belong. I know there can be that shit. There can be that shit in death metal. You can be that in hardcore. And I know you guys play to that to that crowd a lot. So I was curious if you were being met with any bullshit by not being legitimate in some type of way. I'm just like really nice to people and no one really like does that to me. <laughs> I don't know. Like everyone's <laughs> like, yeah, you guys could put there. They seem fine. Delavan's nice. Dylan plays the guitar. Yeah. The that's exactly, that, that's exactly what every promoter says about me too. Like that no, guy has ever played that guitar. <laughs> he really plays. He yeah. played the guitar. Yeah. Nobody ever is like, well, that wasn't, that wasn't really that. I guess every once in a while, but like I'm always like, so I don't know. It's never the person who's like putting on the fucking show or like the other band right. we play with. Like some random person in the audience is like, uh, it said power bonds on the flyer, and that those you played a two minute long song. I'd be like, and did you like it? I don't know. What do you want? So no, we haven't really gotten a lot. Of, I don't personally, at least, I haven't gotten a lot of like aggressive like uh you know genre purity pushback from anybody have you dylan 
Uh, well, no, no, nobody. Come on, nobody's, nobody fucking ever talks to me. They always want to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> You're the one with the microphone. They're like, oh, I'm just going to talk to the to the vocalist. Like, it makes sense. You hold the microphone, which means you do the talking. Um, but I think that because uh, dude dan you're you're so right because like i think that when you know we started the band or whatever it was like you know like yeah like i'll like you know like i'll i want to play with fucking like bands like you know like warthog and fucking impalers and shit like that but you know we play in c standard like we're clearly we have clear breakdowns they're undeniably made for hardcore kids to, to dance to but we also have like those other parts in there that are that are not that and I, so initially I, I would say that I think like, uh, for example, like Delvin made the joke, I'm super nice. Like, so it's never been a problem. But I think that that's actually been the saving, the saving grace. Sonically, people have kind of been over, to, been like able to like maybe look past it. You know, if it's a show we don't fit on well, because um, we you know we, we show up on time. We bring all of our own gear. We never go over on our set time, um, you know, and uh, I do consider us to be pretty friendly, a pretty friendly band. Um, and I think that that has really broken down a lot of walls. It has been tough at times. You can feel those like social tensions, whether you're like, maybe you're messaging a, a promoter or somebody who's like booking a festival and you're like, Hey, like, did, you know, are you looking to add something like this onto the fest or something like that? You can kind of feel like, I don't know if we would fit completely, you know, everybody, for right. example, like everybody plays in standard tuning and everybody's doing the, like, um everyone's essentially just doing discharge over and over again and here we are with like a couple songs that like are you know just like very very clearly heavy and clearly like you know hatred surge or trash talk inspired um and that that's actually it's been intimidating to play for like a crowd full of leather jackets night after night being like i don't know if they're gonna like this and um so i, I can feel the tension but i think that our charming personalities continue to to get us invited back into that space. <laughs> hey, uh, like, decency and respect go a long way, you know? I, I will say, ironically, the, like, uh, the, uh, I'm going to use the capital H, capital H hardcore world has been, has not really been, been receptive to us in the slightest. Like, we do not, surprise like, me at all. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. That. Uh, yeah. And so like uh, that, which is kind of confusing because I was like, oh, initially when we made the band. I was like, oh, that'll probably be the world that kind of like takes us on. And it's the polar opposite. Like, I, I think, um, yeah, it's it's definitely been, you know, we just keep on getting asked to play like these like heavier and faster style fest. You know, like, we've, like, we're playing a fest in April that has the word grind in it. Like we're not a grindcore band at all. <laughs> but like, all right, we're happy to be here. Like, let's do it. <laughs> Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. 
plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's actually very true. I, you know, I, I didn't know. I never thought about it. I, know, I mean, I guess I have thought about it, but I mean, the spiky leather jackets, those are my fucking people. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. that, that's like where I want to be anyway. Cause I'm like, I want to watch all these bands. This is sick. I don't know. Like, I don't know how we ended up, like, whenever, like, when we play stuff like that, I'm like, I don't know how we got here. Like, I don't know how we snuck in, <laughs> how I snuck these dudes in here. Like, but uh, this is fucking cool, because I like all these bands. And I always expect, I mean, every time we play, I kind of expect everybody to hate us. But uh, I also expect it in situations like that, where I'm like, oh, fuck, all these punks are going to be like, what is this shit? And it seems to go really well, um, as far as, like, Fit, yeah, fitting into no no strict subgenres does make it. You don't have like an automatic fan base from that, but right. but yeah, kind of like Dylan said, like uh, we've played punk shows that have been very sick. We played grind shows that have been very sick, but uh, yeah, capital H, capital H hardcore kids have have typically been the most standoffish. Um, so many blank stares when we play for that crowd. <laughs> It's really funny. It doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't like, surprise. Look, we, it doesn't surprise me at all, and it's disappointing to hear because I, I always bring this up. A hardcore, you know, has always advertised itself as the most inclusive and unity this and that, and it's typically as somebody who lived basically lived in it for a fucking well over a decade and been part of it for twenty years. It's not true. Like it's, oh, it is all. the most is the most elitist and judgmental uh, subgenre of of music that I, in my opinion, that and maybe second to black metal, you know. But it, but it's like you got you really got to like it's all about who you know. It's all about you know in order to you, you got to get in with somebody to be you know exposed to that next level, whatever that is. Uh, so I, I'm not surprised to hear that capital H hardcore, as you put it has been the hardest door to break down, I guess. Yeah. Dan, we made a joke about that TV show shark tank before we started recording. And like, yeah. I feel like if you like, if you start like your capital H hardcore band or whatever, like, Oh, you better get ready to go on fucking hardcore shark tank and pitch yourself because, uh, that I feel like that is really what I kind of is like the, what am I trying to say? I, I use the term clout spiracy. There is a clout spiracy. If you're not a part of it, <laughs> Uh, you know, because again, like what for real, like we, I think we can talk candidly about this. Essentially at this point, the all hardcore festivals, it's the same lineup and they just move it to yeah. a different city every couple, every couple months. Like, all right, it's all right. It's Utah's turn. All right. Tsunami, get out there and headline. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, it's, yeah. and um, again, I actually like Tsunami because they know what they are. And I think that that's actually cool. But um, some everything kind of in the weeds there is kind of like, wow, like, nobody's gotten tired of traveling to the kind of the same festival over and over again. I I'm a little <laughs> amazed by that. Whereas like, I think the last major festival I went to was like a, something that was like a, you know, had a huge mixed bill. Cause I was like, I, I don't want to see the same thing over and over again. I, again, I'm not tr- I'm kind of jerking myself off a bit here, but I'll let you both respond to that. <laughs> I guess. Uh, I think it's incredibly fucking boring. I think that like, I think that, you know, deciding at the beginning of the year which five capital H hardcore bands are going to be like the big clout bands for the year and then everybody just like going to the festivals that feature those safe five bands um 
is it's just the most boring shit I could possibly imagine. But um, that's not to say that they're all bad bands. Like, that's the other, like, I don't want to say that, like, I hate those bands because I don't necessarily hate those bands. There are certain, there are definitely some of those bands that I think are very sick, but yeah. Or then, and then a band will come and get popular and they'll be slightly different. And then there'll be 10 copycat bands that all sound exactly like whatever that band was. Mm -hmm. And then everyone's like, this is the best band I've ever heard. I'm like that band literally just sounds exactly like the last best band you ever heard. Like, of course you like them. <laughs> They're the same band. It's, yeah. uh, no pun intended. It's a feedback loop. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> no, it, 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 it totally is. And like, like you said, Delvin, I, I like most of the, I like most of the bands. I like most of the sounds. I like what, what they're doing. What I don't like is the, is the, the, fellatio that goes around to all of them you know everybody you're the best well this, this is like you said you pick you pick their five bands at the beginning of the year and those and that's a that's a pretty good observation and nobody can tell you any different that these are going to be the most important bands in the hardcore scene for 2023 and that's it and that's it's a it's a weird thing and i i like when we see a new one pop up but again, like you mentioned, then everybody seems to run with that sound. But a, a band that I think has done a pretty decent job of coming and going through all these genres, um, subgenres, whatever you want to call it, is a band that you aligned yourself with when you did the split with ACDC uh, a couple, I guess that's a year or two ago, right? Yeah, it would have been 2021. Came out 21, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, we so how did 2020, though? Right? Yeah, we did. Hmm. I think I think uh, Sergio and those guys have done a good job of coming and going, you know, fitting in where they can, and uh, and so anyway. But it's just let me want to ask about that split. How you guys got linked up with them to do that for to live a lie? Yeah. Oh, we asked. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, never <laughs> underestimate the power of of emailing your favorite bands or your favorite people in bands cold. That's what I would. That's what I would say. But. Um, <laughs> everyone's like, oh, don't say that. <laughs> yeah, everyone's like, no, you can't give. Everyone's just, you can't give away. Go, the go on Instagram. Go on Instagram and just incessantly DM anyone you think is cool. I beg, ask them to listen to your music over and over again. Don't stop. They will and, love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They do you know? Agree. Love it. <laughs> do you know? It's you know. It's really funny. Is that is exactly what I did on January first of this year. I was like, all right, I'm just gonna message people that. I thought would like bands that I love when I was a kid that I thought would never do this podcast with me. And then like, and then literally the, later that day, I'm talking to the guitarist from fear factory, you know, which was like a big band for me as a kid. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, it was just like, that's all it took. I just had to send him a message and say, Hey, do you want to do this? And he was like, yeah. Okay. And that was it. So that's, so that's, that's what happened with you guys. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. But the closed mouths never get fed is like sure. the realist advice you could ever sorry go ahead dylan but yeah just uh just like asking for stuff is actually kind of how you get it uh they they had posted actually like they did like a they posted like on their instagram like hey who should we do a split with and like i saw you know and like also pro tip for everybody in bands don't comment your band in the comments like that's not going to get read okay like i saw that they posted that and um uh it, i have had a, a good relationship with a few members of the band over the years uh their former guitar player jose is an awesome dude and their current guitar player eddie is is also an awesome guy 
And so I just like, you just kind of put two and two together. Like, well, I'm friends with Eddie and they're looking to do a split. Like, let's see if we can move the needle on it. And yeah, I think like the same day Sergio emailed, just emailed us back and said that he was, he was down to do it. And that was it. We were off. Like they had three songs ready to go. We uh, were like, we totally have three songs ready to go. And then we ran and recorded them <laughs> immediately. And um, yeah, that, 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 that is, that is the crux of it. Again, going, I'm not going to like act like it was uniquely organic. There was some of that, like it doesn't, it, it is who, you know, type of a thing. And I think us having a relationship with, with Eddie um, and just kind of like, I think, I think that helped, that helped a lot. It also helped that like we had played together in the past and, uh yeah i don't know i think that just uh, you put two and two together quickly it's uh, this this is it's unfun to think of bands as relationship managing but that's kind of what you're doing at all times especially if you want it to like move forward did you see uh and did you see more people catching on to you guys when that split dropped yeah it was it, it, it was instantly noticeable and it was again i'm still like eternally grateful for them to share their fan base with with us like that uh, again they could have done it with there were literally thousands of, of people that commented oh let's do the split with they could have picked anybody and i uh, yeah i'm just really grateful <laughs> to say the least <laughs> it, it, instant instant uptick in in uh, I'll use the word metrics uh, online right. for for us. It was it was pretty wild to see. That's great, and that's what that's that's what I would expect too. Um, but so far, you guys have done at least that what I've what I've seen. You did that split, and then you have you have a terminal decline, which I don't know if we call that an EP or an LP or what you know where exactly you put that in. But what's uh is, has there been any new music since the split are you guys in writing mode what's what's going on with pig city since then oh it's uh it is at the plant it oh, is nice. coming out yeah lp2 um is coming out this supposed to be this year um you know the record record plant god's willing it will come out this year uh on solivoli uh again we sent it off like I don't I don't even want to guess when it's gonna come out. Later half, <laughs> second half yeah, of the year, it. I believe. I don't even want to try to try to guess too hard. Uh there I would terminal decline, we also call an LP, even though it's I think fifteen minutes long. Uh this one's also gonna be an LP. It is a whopping, I believe, eleven minutes long. <laughs> That's um, impressive. <laughs> It's the best kind of LP. It comes on. Yeah. It comes on twelve inches. That's an LP, baby. It doesn't. Fucking, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how long it is. I agree with you on that. It's 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 about the. It's typically about the number of songs, not the length of songs. You know. There's yeah. seven, which is yeah. right there. So in that's the stretching like, it. Ah, you could <laughs> yeah. argue it either way. Yeah. Yeah. We're yeah. gonna say it's an LP. <laughs> <laughs> our, our our management team advised that we that we call that an LP. So we're gonna. We're going to listen to them Stick with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they also had me sign over these things called masters. I don't know what that means, but I, I signed it and I guess well, that's what I own. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that's what I just signed in. Oh, what? damn. A lot of people got, I mean, I've been giving a lot of people access to those, dude. I need to, I don't know. I should probably see if that's bad. 
or I could pretty probably pretty obviously deduce what Pig City is all about just by imagery, lyrics, all that. But is the, so so nothing's lost in translation. Is there a primary message of Pig City? I think that initially there I mean if there was a primary message, I would say it's it's one that has kind of come to, to prevalence anyway, um, especially, you know, post-2020. But I mean, you know, as a whole, I think the the theme of the band, at least like lyrically and, and something that was like strong when, you know, me and Dell wanted to start the band was like, you know, neoliberal capitalism is is failing all of us. And uh, every single institution that we're supposed to put any sort of faith in or have any sort of trust in is 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 eroding and um you know we i think it's 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 obvious at this point that that is the central function of policing is to protect capital and its interests even as these institutions erode even right even as inflation hits nine percent even as like um you know uh more and more people are, are deliberately murdered in the street even like, so like again as as all these things kind of crumble that they, they will kind of always be the uh protectors of of capital and all its interests and that's essentially the the point of i think the the band's name and in, inception um on the other side of that coin pig city is also the name of a of a burning love song which is a band that chris callahan did chris callahan. So, yeah yeah so um it's it's a combination of of both of those things i feel like a lot of those talking points i said are just kind of like it's the generic hardcore man checklist but um i i want to be also kind of clear that when we first started the band, we actually got, we got made, we got made fun of quite a bit. And uh, a lot of the things that we talk about and that are in the lyrics um, were not as commonplace as we currently take for granted in the hardcore uh, kind of discourse. And, and, and I have not forgotten um, <laughs> the, that, that moment being like, Oh yeah. Okay. That's what you guys think. Yeah. So I, I, you know what I mean? I, I yeah, I don't know. It's so I, uh, yeah, it's it, it, that one sits heavy with me. It's kind of like, okay, yeah, you guys, you guys are all activists now. Clearly, I can see. <laughs> yeah, uh, so I'm not laughing at that. I'm laughing at yeah. how right you are about it. Yeah, no, that's the. Is is there anything like uh, any song specifically or anything that like that you got pushback from or people like you said people make fun of you? The demo specifically, I think like. Uh, I think just kind of, kind of all of it. Uh, <laughs> I think too, because we, you know, we chose to put an Os Rotten cover on our demo. Os uh, Rotten rules. Yeah, yeah. We, Pennsylvania. We, <laughs> yeah, we 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 did fuck Nazi sympathy one because like it's just it's a good classic song. I I like it when bands do cover songs and expose new people to like bands that they might not have heard of. I also I felt like the original recording to that song. I was like, it'd be so sick if we did it in C standard and like sped it up a little bit. And, um, you know, I, I think that the, the, I think that, that we got made fun of for being like, the quote was literally anti obvious, bad stuff, hardcore. <laughs> and I think that that sentiment and everybody that mirrored it, that came from a place of truly not realizing the, the hellscape that was awaiting all of us and the rise of not only, fascist gangs within various police departments all over the United States. But, um, you know, the, the, all the various Patriot militias, and then of course the rise of, of the proud boys as well. And I think that that, that critique came from 
a place of, of comfort and one of complacency that the hardcore scene has always kind of suffered from, in my opinion. That's what that's what being that's what centrist politics gets you right there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, being explicitly hard left in like in ca- what you know in capital H hardcore was uh went through went through a serious lull in uh the the mm-hmm. mid the mid aughts which is ridiculous obviously um but like yeah so um i had almost kind of forgotten about that uh um we, man, we had getting getting we had people like calling us communists and shit getting called communists all the time <laughs> and shit i was like i'm not even a fucking communist I was like, I'm a Marxist. You get have it to right, dude. Get it fucking. I, you right. have to get it fucking right. I have fucking. Uh, I wanted to go on the record that I am specifically an anarchist. <laughs> All right, I have the circle A neck tattoo, the cool kind, not the one, not the spiky kind. Um, I don't appreciate being called a communist by weird later zionist types but that's neither here nor there um yeah uh i didn't go to college so dylan's like pig city message was obviously uh very complicated but um you know if uh to to you know from lyrics and imagery just to get back to that question i would say you know it's basically like cops bad government bad uh gay people having guns very cool skeletons cool um that's pretty that's a pretty quick rundown of uh six years worth of music for the most part I'm trying to think did i miss anything important in there i think that was pretty much it pretty much every song i yeah. ever wrote has been covered i i, I could have fuck you know what yeah, I, I uh, we should have just let you go first. I, I burned like ten extra. <laughs> so I was like, all right, everyone, sit down. <laughs> like, well, for the record, it's good. For... It's good. You got the long version and the short version, and both, yeah, both have yeah, relatively that's... the same message. It's that's that's perfect. That's how yeah. we know you're on the same if it, page. Yeah, if there's one soundbite I want, it's skeletons cool. Um, I would <laughs> like that to be known. Uh, never been, never been a, never been a Pixie release without a skeleton on it. And they're not about to fucking be one. (laughs) (laughs) Pro skeleton band. I get it. All right. Pro skeleton band. (laughs) Well, uh, speaking of things you like and things that are fun, what has, this is real generic question. What has been the peak of playing in pig city? What is the most fun about being in this band for you guys? I being in a band's not fun. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) <laughs> I agree. I did it one time and I hated it. Yeah. So <laughs> it's it's more of an impulse at this point. It's more of like a, an itch. <laughs> yeah. We just I do this because we have you guys are having fun. I feel like it's just part of like at this point. Like this is just like, I don't know. This is just like what I have to go do every every couple months. It's like, all right, we gotta do something for Pig City, whether it's a one-off show somewhere or like a small tour, like just kind of get it in where you can. Um, mm-hmm. It has been one of the most, it's actually like, I think the, I would just say the whole band, every, every part of it has been a really good ride. And uh, yeah, I, uh, I played in a bunch of bands that never really went anywhere or did anything. And, it, and rightfully so, of course. 
And so to like finally have one where like everything is is uh, is going smoothly and we're having fun and like we're getting along and we keep you know keep making new friends and uh, just like it's been insanely positive. I'm I'm really grateful. I'm really grateful that like I just was like hey, I want to start a band that sounds like a bunch <laughs> of different bands and it, it was yeah I, I'm I'm stoked on all of it. It's the one thing that keeps me positive um, pretty much every day. As corny as that sounds, it's true. Yeah, no, I was doing a Dylan. Being in a band is fucking sick. If you have ever thought about being in a band, you should be in a band. Um, it's very fun. Uh, it's so worth it. It is also probably one of the only things I really like to do that much. Very good for my mental health. Um, and gives me something to look forward to all the time even though like every day yeah it feels like feels like clocking into work half the time but it like overall is like the most fun thing i've ever done with my life and yeah what's the cool the coolest part about for me the coolest part about pig city or being in any band is when I, I guess I guess anybody ever saying that they like my band is always very cool to hear and like feels mm-hmm. surreal. But if someone's in a band that I like and they tell me that they thought my band was good, once I get past the part of me that's like, you're lying, and then I can like hear that and accept that and internalize that, that is the craziest feeling. That is like... That sounds like bragging maybe, but it's it's not. It's just like it's just so fucking sick and crazy to hear someone like that you respect genuinely be like, I think you're also doing you're also making cool art. And I'm like, that's crazy. You make cool art. I can't <laughs> you can't think that my art is cool because your art is cool. And like, yeah, that's not how art works. <laughs> Right. Well, it's, really that, it's that how art works. <laughs> it's that imposter syndrome thing that I think we all get so familiar with, and uh, I can relate to that a little bit. And when, like I said, I was in a band, and I remember being on stage singing my songs, you know, for my hardcore punk band. And by the way, I got to say, you mentioned earlier that you you put a hardcore with a question mark. We actually printed shirts like that, Baltimore hardcore question mark, because it was because yeah. it was it was like really vague. Um, but I, I remember one time singing at our show, singing, vo- doing vocals at our show and seeing the singer from my favorite band, my favorite hardcore band ever singing the lyrics to himself back. And I was like, what are you f-? like? What? Like I That's had heard him surreal. before tell me he liked the band, but I thought it was just, he was being a nice guy, you know? And then to see him actually like, Oh, you know, the fucking words. Like it's, it is a whole cool experience that uh, it's hard to, it's hard to verbalize, but I, I totally agree with you, Delvin. That's it's a it's a it's a cool experience that not a lot of people get to experience, and you guys clearly are uh, now that people aren't being dicks anymore to Pig City as they shouldn't be because I think <laughs> I think what you guys are putting out is very cool. Um, yeah, Thank and you. I'm glad you. I'm glad you mentioned that you there is another record on the way but tell me and this is i think where we'll wrap it up tell me what else is next for pig city in 2023 we are maybe yeah we're gonna do a do a west coast tour in april 
Um, hopefully going to get, uh, get over to the East coast, Dan. Um, uh, obviously you'll be the first to, to know when we have anything in, in Pennsylvania lined up. Um, Let me know. yeah, but, uh, I mean, that's it. You know, we all, the, the downside to having, having your band start to like slowly, but surely do the things you want it to do. Uh, when you're like, I think all of us are 30 now which like, I, again, I know that is not old by any means, but we all like have like full-time jobs and shit to pay for. And so we just can only tour. 29. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I guess April, the tours in April, make sure to say that part, but yeah, I think the plan is to just try to keep on slowly moving the needle. Um, yeah, we all have like very boring adult responsibilities. And so we're going to do our best, but we are going to do our best to do like a very proper full East coast by the end of the year too. I'm, I'm putting it in the universe. I really want to do it. Uh, it's, it's a great part of the country for hardcore, baby. Why would we not want to go, you know? Uh, and then I'm also in the process of, of uh, making like all of the, I call them song skeletons uh, for another either EP or, or seven song LP, if you will. So that's, that's on the way back burner too. So we're, yeah, no, no intention of stopping. We will, we will be around. That tour you're doing in April, I believe it runs the f- April 4th through the 12th, and that's all West Coast stuff, right? It is. No it Midwest is. or anything like that? Yeah, all West Coast stops. Familiar territory, I'd imagine. Yeah, yeah. We've I, never uh, done... We, we've never done Northwest. We've never played Portland or Washington yet, so that'll be new. Yeah, Portland, Olympia, Tacoma are all going to be new cities for us on this tour. I mean, Dylan has like been around in Portland. Well, those seem so those be like, that that area of the country honestly seems like the perfect spot for Pig City. I think we'll I think we'll do very well. Um, yeah. Even even if we don't, you know, we're just gonna have fun as friends. But yeah, you know what? Uh, yeah, this is a. <laughs> I, I think we play great music for for cloudy weather. Um, yeah. <laughs> to be honest, yeah. <laughs>
So there you have it. That was my conversation with Dylan and Delavan of Pig City. The song you just heard was Fire to the Prisons, also off of that ACDC split. Go check it out wherever you can get it digitally. I do not believe you can still buy the physical copies of those records. But, you know, get on Discogs, overpay for it, make your life worth it. You're you're drowning out there. You need uh, you need some more records. Go do it. Go buy it. OK, but again, thanks to them for their time, for their conversation. Pig City, a great band. Go check them out wherever you can. I'd suggest the Internet, but you can also catch them on one of their live shows. West Coast in April, East Coast, maybe later in the year, as they said. But yes, thanks again. The third time saying thanks to them for coming on Getting It Out podcast. I don't know if I mentioned it in the interview. I forget. Uh, it's been a couple of days since I edited it. But Dylan and I have been talking about doing a Pig City episode for, no, no exaggeration, at least a year, probably more, maybe two. And we finally got around to it. So I'm happy that that happened. And I'm happy you listened this far. And if you did, please go to gettingitout.net. Check it out. Also, wait, I got another request. Open up whatever podcast listening app you're using and give me the old five-star rating. I haven't asked for that in probably a year. So go do that now. Why? I don't know. It doesn't really matter. Uh, people always try to make you uh, make you do it for them and talk about how much it matters. It doesn't matter that much, but it'd be really cool. It's nice to see the likes, the love, the five stars, the short review. I appreciate it if you could take a minute to do that. But also go to gettingitout.net. Check out what's going on there. I know I'm at the moment posting a chat pile video. So if you like chat pile out of Oklahoma City, go check out that new video for the song Tropical Beaches Incorporated. Great band. Awesome album. God's Country from 2022. Among my favorites. Blah, 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 blah. Lots of other things to talk about. I don't feel like talking about anything else. I'm going to end this episode of the podcast. Of course, I need to play a song for you, though. And let's go with the new single from Dot Gift from God. They've got a new LP coming out on March 3rd on Prosthetic Records called Digital Red. They just released a single called A Kiss for Every Hornet. It's coming soon on Prosthetic Records. Let's listen to that track right now. Dot Gift from God. Thank you for listening. Bye-bye.
Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.